Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast created weekly for you by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com or you can subscribe to us in iTunes or at Acast. And welcome to another beautiful day on the English Riviera. Richard, it's fantastic out there again, isn't it? I can see this. No, I can't. No, no can't you, the sun. there's no I sign of the, the sky. sun. Um, I, all I can see is rain. Shocking, isn't it? Hope this finds you well, um, at least in the warm and the dry. Make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy the podcast today. Uh, we start again with uh, Gary Johnson's press conference. Um, in there for a chat with Gary. Uh, the other voices you'll hear, you'll hear me, you'll hear Richard, you'll hear David. And first of all, you'll hear Patrick. Talker United. Gary, we're fresh from another win at home, uh, the fourth clean sheet in uh, six games. How pleasing is it to see that return to our game? Well, it's good because we needed to uh, make sure that we, as much as we need, we obviously need to win games, we, we can't afford to lose them. So, you know, we're having to sort of like uh, adjust slightly. And uh, at the moment, you know, the boys that have uh, are adjusting and doing it very, very well, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're pleased with you know the clean sheets. We're pleased that we've we've won the last couple of games. I think we've um, you know our record in the last sort of six to eight games is, is decent as far as a points concerned, and we need to keep it going. And if we can keep it going, we'll get more and more excited about the last games of the season because we're given that we'll give ourselves a chance to um, sneak into the playoffs. That's our aim. Um, that's always been our aim. I said that a few weeks ago to yourselves. And uh, the boys have re- responded to it and uh, you know, we've had a couple of good results. Adi Aziz is still pretty new to the club, but tell us about him and it really seems like he occupies the, the opposition defence really well. If, if he'd have scored a, a goal, which he should have done, um, <laughs> On, uh, on Saturday um, people would have said he had a fine game because he created a couple of chances for Reedy Reedy created a couple of chances for him so in effect you know they, they, they were positive performances by the pair of them yes it would be lovely if they'd have you know, topped it off with a with a goal like Reedy did but um, no he's, he's he's a constant threat Eddie that's for sure and uh, I thought really had a very good game as well. Um, and if we're solid, then we've got you know, two players that can create chances for themselves and for their partner up front. Um, defensive units always been doing its job um, and we're, we're, we're key defenders away. So how, how have you assessed what they've done in the last couple of weeks? Well, as I've said, that all along we've been saying that they're, they're young lads still learning and they're, they're picking everything up now and with young lads it's a matter of confidence and uh, so once you get a little bit of a confident run and you know I think I thought the, you know, the, the back three last week played really really well um, then um, they're good players and we've always known they're good players so put a bit of confidence with that and you know, you, you, you've got some good defenders out um, I don't know 
well, I'm, I do know, but I'm not telling you today <laughs> what shape we're going to play. But um, at the moment, it's important that defenders defend well, midfielders defend well and create, you know, op uh, opportunities for the strikers. And even the strikers have got to defend well because at this moment in time, we can only afford to lose a couple if we've got aspirations of the, of the playoffs. So the longer it goes on where we haven't lost and we can get this winning run going, then the percentages of um, the opportunity of getting into a playoff place are, are bigger. When you, sorry, yeah. when you uh, uh, look ahead to a game like this <coughs> weekend and, everything, and um, you do a lot of analysis and Aaron and Louis are a big part of that, aren't they? And, um, and you sit down, you, you produce two pretty good performances to, to beat Halifax and Chorley. Where would you say is the balance, or does it even change from week to week, between trying to play, pick the team that's best for your team and trying to pick the team to combat what the opposition uh, uh, are going to do? Um, we we have a tactic for every game anyway because no team is exactly the same in, in opposition so we do we do a lot of work on tactics so it's very important that the, the, the boys are able to they've got that mentality that they can retain information because anyway even if you have 60% possession the opposition are having 40 so you've got to be aware of, of what they can do, what their pattern is, what their shape is generally, who's on form, who's not on form, who's injured, which changes their, maybe changes their way of playing. Um, no, we, you know, we go through the opposition like a uh, fine-tooth comb and, um, and make sure that nothing's going to surprise us. Um, now, obviously, if one of them does a great bit of skill or something that scores a goal in the old hands up, but um, you know we need to know how we can best get at them, and this is all individually with it with every different team that we play. So you're right, there is a lot of um, work that goes in, as you've seen, because obviously when you're here on a Thursday, it's generally while you're waiting, you know, you see that we have to go through the oppositions. Uh, Pluses and minuses. Yeah, and you you spend usually on a Thursday, unless we got it wrong, before training on a Thursday, which is the day obviously when they come back from usually a day off. Mm. You sit down and spend half an hour, three quarters an hour before they actually go out yeah, to we, work. Yeah. And is that is that your kind of analysis day about what yeah, how you're is. going to approach the weekend? It is. We'll we'll obviously remind them tomorrow, and generally the Friday is the set piece day yeah. but um, and so they can concentrate on that but um, yeah Thursdays is all about um, the actual effort of we always come in between 11 v 11 if you like we have to bring people around sometimes to get the numbers um, that's why the college is all so important to us um, and and we'll try and put into practice and the lads will know the team so they'll know when we're saying, you know, keep an eye on the left back because he keeps getting forward, the right winger will know what he's coming up against. So we don't leave them guessing. So they'll know the team. Uh, Usually they know the team when they go home on a Thursday. Always. always. Near, well, nearly always. Yeah, I can't, unless somebody's unless like that with an injury or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, um, 
No, and I always think it's right to do that. I always wanted to know um, if I was playing nice and early, um, just for the fact that I could concentrate on the tactical side of it and how I'm going to play against opposition. And I know Downs is the same. Picking up on that, obviously, <clears throat> I'm not saying you're, you're a veteran, Gary, but um, it's, it's, it's a while ago since you I'll were playing. Very dead, yeah. <laughs> how how different is it from when you were playing tactical wise and the way that the, the, the tactics are set up um, to now? Well, I think I don't think it's changed that much. Just got technology yeah, to help. Yeah, yeah. Technology's changed, of course, and we we get a lot of that now. You, I mean, the information you get now, you haven't got a cent send the scout out necessarily to watch the game. You can yeah. get it on you know, all forms of uh, Y Scout and Scout 7 and you know, they, they, they go through everything, every touch, every move, you know, every bit of pace, you know, everything. So you get enough information. You can't give the lads overload. You know, they're, they're not, they'd be bankers or solicitors if, if uh, they could cope with that so you have to give them the you know the, the, the basic tactics of, of ours and theirs and then obviously the more you, you keep working at it and the more you, you, you try not to change your own tactics that much just be aware of the opposition in case we have to move somebody and keep you looking for a numerical advantage most of the time um, at the end of the day, that takes a work rate anyway. So they'll get everything right if they work hard. We've got the days of reading through reams of, of scout reports. Well, yeah, sorry, I was going to come up to, yeah. you know, I was obviously a coach uh, with Graham Taylor. Mm. Um, and Graham Taylor could leave you <laughs> on a pitch um, for two hours, easy. Um, just going around talking to everybody, uh, telling them exactly what their job is, and, you know, individually. So it could be freezing cold and that, you, know, you knew you had to wear some warm clothing because you might not be round to you for 45 minutes sort of thing. But everyone knew their job. Mm. Everyone absolutely knew their job. And um, it'd also be telling you how good you are and you know, so, so he's a good man manager as well. So it was always quite exciting waiting for him to come round you know, to, to you sort of thing. And um, as I say, I was a coach and I thought, Am I going to put that in my repertoire when I become manager? And uh, we've had so much so much rain and, and <laughs> cold this week. Um, I think you've got to get the right sort of players to be able to talk to them for for that long. Um, and I've sort of just curtailed it a little bit, and I tend to tell them inside rather than outside. <laughs> yeah. The uh, injury situation, Lucas. Uh, um, Obviously, wasn't right last Saturday. Yeah, um, it was just a little strain on his back. I mean, he, he's come in this morning with a bit more of a smile on his face, so um, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see how he goes. Yeah, no, yeah no, over no. the next couple of days. But yeah. um, you know, he's, you can have a little twinge when you come down on um, from a high jump. Sometimes you just misjudge it and you just get oh, a little twinge. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we've all done, we've all done that. So. Um, we'll wait okay. and see. We'll leave that to the last minute. Okay, Amani, how any feedback on how his up went on? Uh, very Tuesday? well. Yeah, the feedback was, was very well. Um, the surgeon is a top surgeon. You know, a lot of the Premier League boys go to him, so uh, we've given Litz uh, Amani every every chance. And uh, Kai, he allowed Kai to watch 
the operation, which is fantastic. And uh, um, you know, Kyle was able to gain that experience mm. of watching surgery um, and seeing. Was this the, here, by the way, or, or no, in London? In London yeah. uh, seeing the operation firsthand mm. and seeing the actual uh, injury. And so that at least we all know what we're dealing with, what we have to work with. Yeah. And, and uh, the surgeon was very, very happy with it. But um, so that's good because he's only a young lad and he's got the rest of his career ahead of him. Yeah. And Matt Buse is still a little way with his ankle. Um, yeah, Buse is one of them strange ones, that, you know, that you, you, we're, we're waiting um, for the opportunity now. He had to be in a boot for a little while to see if it. Um, that that rest helped it, but um, he's probably going to have a scan now just to you know see what it is because we're not really quite sure uh, exactly what it is. You know they they got all different names now for different parts of the ankle that <laughs> we never spoke about in 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 our day. But um, there's all, there's so much working that goes on in the ankle that um, they have to you know delve in pretty deep. You talked about the value of the link-up with the college earlier on. You must have been pleased with the way that went on Tuesday, playing against Argyle. Yeah, really pleased. Um, it was great to see you know, my old mate Darren Way, and uh, you know, he brought his uh, under-18s uh, up um, to us. We had quite a few young lads as, as well, because you know, even our like um, even our our team were not much older than that, to be honest. With, with some of the college lads, as you say. And the two, the, the team gelled yeah. pretty quick. And I think a lot of that is because when we do our 11 v 11s on a Thursday, the college boys <coughs> often are the opposition. So, you know, they see people's strengths and weaknesses. So, um, yeah, I was really pleased with A, our younger pros who, who played in it, and, and B, the college lads didn't let us down at all. And uh, they'd have been happy as well. Yeah. You know, you see them. Go back to college with the head held high, which is nice. And Frankie played. Yeah, Frankie played. Yeah, he, he played an hour. He wanted to play a little bit longer, but again, we're under instructions. Um, and uh, he, he, he probably needs a, a game or two yeah. before he's he's ready. But uh, he's a great great player to have back here, knowing that you know if if you need him, um, and if there's an opportunity to bring him in, then. You know, it's a great one to have in the wings. You were explaining, of course, that with six loans at the moment, yeah, that does affect that situation. It does, yeah. You can only play five loans. And you've got in five. The squad. And Is that in the squad or on the pitch? In, in, in the squad. squad. In the squad. Yeah, five out of the 16. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, for him to get in immediately, it would have to be a loan injury. Yeah. But Bournemouth knew that, Frank knew that, you know, but, we, but he wanted to be a part of us going forward because he, he played very well was it him and Beauty wasn't it that had the, the midfield spots when we had the, the good run and uh, it just shows you when you had them two and you had Winter and Davis and now Marnie and Marnie before and Connie before you know they're thinking well Ace of Wolves yeah, yeah Ace, Ace when, uh, when, when you look back on that injury period I know well <laughs> we're, we're sort of out, we're sort of still in it really yeah. you know because Again, we don't have enough reserve games to get them fit, but I'm I'm just pleased that the the team we've been putting out at this moment in time is competitive now, and I'm hoping it will get more competitive as more people become available. 
Sutton finally, what's your what's the feedback on them and what do you think we can expect from <clears throat> well, Sutton, Sutton on Saturday? Yeah, well you can expect I, I think they've got their fair share of injuries as well um, and obviously it's Astor Turf which every club in the country would be used to now I should think um, so <clears throat> but yeah, they drew with Barrow um, a week ago or so you know they they don't get well beat in any games and they don't well win in any games and you know, they've got a couple of quick lads um, and they've got some experience in there so they've got a game that can win football matches that's for sure at this level um, but you know they're not a million miles behind us and they'll be open to leapfrog us as quickly as they can So back in the studio, the interesting thing to come from that press conference, Richard, I thought, was that it was a press conference with no headlines. No headlines. Our, our, our job as journalists for decades has been to go to press conferences and interview people and something will jump out and there'll be a headline, there'll be something that, that leaps out as being the angle. But I didn't think it did today and I'm not, I'm not unhappy about that at this stage of the season. No, um, often the, the big story is because either something's happened that's obviously yeah. detrimental to the club or a massive positive, but at the moment or, or we're an just, injury or, or an injury, like but at the moment we're just sailing along quite nicely, thank you. Two mm -hmm. goals, the two wins out of two at home after a long break, eyes on the playoffs, let's just talk about the weather. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> a, so the, the fact that we don't have anything to go off and, and, and hang all today's stories on. I think no, is a pretty I, 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 obviously the big news is we've got to go now to Sutton and, and, and continue the, yeah. the momentum, but away from home on an artificial pitch. Well, at least with the way the weather's been for the last few weeks, they're not, uh, they're no strangers to artificial pitches, are they? No, they're They've not. They've been playing no. on them for a little while. In actual fact, something, something that Gary said during the press conference that I picked up upon was, you know, in the past, oh, Gary, we're going to Sutton, we've got to play on an artificial pitch. How do the boys cope with that? Yeah. Now, there's two There's two reasons why that question doesn't get asked anymore. One, there are artificial pitches splattered around the non-league football scene, and most of our players are used to playing on them in games anyway by yeah. now. You know, the novelty's gone, the novelty's wore out. Secondly, Torquay are training at the moment on an artificial pitch at South Devon College, and it's not, a, it's not what we remember, you know, I can remember playing... On an artificial pitch when I was a I was a school child at Audley Park. Do you remember that? Oh, artificial that was pitch? that was made out of car tires. Oh, wasn't it? that was nasty when you went down. <laughs> I'm sure Chris that... Myers broke my broke my finger when I was playing goal one day Did he? on that pitch. Yeah, <sighs> with a shot. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, of course, he didn't, yeah, didn't just wander up and break my finger. Into you or anything like that. So let's let's start by talking about the game against Chorley. A, a two nil win. A thoroughly satisfying two nil win. I mean, it wasn't spectacular. But it was a good game. It was a good, another great defensive performance by Torquay, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the defence looks strong, doesn't it? That's that was four clean sheets in yeah. six games. Now I know those six games are over quite a long period because of the uh, the, the weather break, as it were. But um, 
you know, that, wins are built on clean sheets, aren't they? You know, that's, oh, uh, that's the first and foremost thing. And uh, and Gary had said before the game last week, this is the biggest game of the season. Yeah, like, he, he will say that now every week. He, he Although did. he didn't this he did. week. No, he didn't. But I he, think he probably thinks it. Yeah, they did just get bigger and bigger, don't they? Yeah. But it was crucial in that Torquay are now part of the top half of the table instead of part of the bottom half of the yeah, table. Yeah, and, and Sutton lost on... Um, Tuesday night, I believe it was. Mm. Uh, they could have gone above us, of course, and we could have been playing a team above us, but now we're playing a team below us. So, um, everything's, yeah. everything's moving gently in the right direction. Gently, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, yeah. gently, like a, like a, a rowing boat going down a yeah. pristine river. We're kind of giving this a whole an, an air of calm, which yes. I'm sure right now up at the train is anything but. What do the Danish call it? Hugo. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, your Danish pronunciation is much better than mine. And mine. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk defence first. Robbie Cundy uh, had a terrific game against Chorley, I thought, and capped it off with his first goal. Took it well, didn't he? Took it really, really well. Yeah, um, I've watched the video since, and uh, and it kind of only only backs up what I thought at the time. I mean, it, it, I didn't see the ball go into the box at the time because I was I was I was clicking away on the laptop writing up a previous passage, and I looked up and I just saw Cundy get way above everyone else. Yeah. The goalie maybe came out a bit too far off his line, and of course, you know, he, he the the ball looped over the top, didn't it? It was it was one of those. Is that going to go over, or is it just going to creep inside the the crossbar? And it did creep inside the crossbar and dropped over the line. Um, his first goal. His first goal for Torquay. Yes. Notably, yeah. in in the in the interview he did with the Torquay website afterwards, he said, "And probably my first impressional football." What do you mean, probably? You, you must, must know. know. You must, yeah. And you, <laughs> Any footballer at any level, trust me, remembers every goal they score, yeah, even probably. if it's um, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was well taken. He made it look simple. Um, it was part of a really good performance by him. I thought, um, yeah, good. Congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. Not first, but not the last. I'm sure. Uh, and I mean, it was good performance defensively. Again, let's talk about the goalkeeper first of all, because um, Sean McDonald came in unexpectedly um, to take over from Lucas Kovalan. Probably called in at the last minute, I think. Um, yeah. Lucas Kovalan picked up a a knock or or stretched something in his back or something like that in a challenge from Jackson Longbridge in five-a-side on Thursday, I think it was, yeah. or Friday. Um, interestingly, they were on the same team. It's <laughs> so always sure, the way. Not it? sure how that happened. But um, Gary said after the game on Saturday that... that he felt it at the time, thought, oh, it'll be okay, I'll sleep it off. But yeah. obviously when he came into the, the, the training or or to play more, whether it was Thursday or Friday, the next day, he said to the to Gary, I'm feeling it a bit. And, and of course, Sean McDonald's been waiting for his chance. Well, champion at the bit, really. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an odd situation. I can't remember that. Can you remember a time when we've had two goalkeepers who were quite comfortable as number one? No, because you it always has a sort of a natural progression that yeah. one becomes the number one and one yeah. becomes the number two. But with these two, they're very competitive with each other. They're obviously spurring each other on. And, you know, you, you could e- equally put either of them in between the sticks, couldn't you? The only time I can really remember having two number one goalkeepers on the roster, and, and you know, I was away in London for a while, so my, my knowledge is not quite so good during that period, but it would be Kevin Dearden and Arjun van Heusden. Yeah. Yeah. Who who basically were one and two, two and one, one and two. Yeah. You know that they, they would swap and change, just as as um, Kovalan and McDonald have this season. Gary's 
Oft, you, you've often gone to a game expecting one to be in goal and the other to be in yeah. goal, even yeah. though there's no injury. So, you know, that, that's got to be a plus, hasn't it, having two goalkeepers like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good thing for the team, good thing all round. And we, we were talking just before we came on air, we were going to talk about Torquay's formation, particularly the defensive formation that they played Is in the last Is it a defensive formation? Wow. It's, I mean, they've been playing a kind of a wing-back So it is It is a wing-back formation. And um, I spoke to Jackson Longbridge. Just long, I always wanted to write and call him Longbridge. Must be a car thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Longridge. Um, Longbridge, that was Red Robbo, wasn't it, back in the 70s? It probably was, that yeah. That takes me back. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those situations where you can write it down 3-5-2 or 5-3-2. But yeah. with the two wing backs, Whitfield and Longridge, moving, playing a very attacking role in the team, then I guess the formation is whatever the position is at the yeah. time of the game. It's very fluid, isn't yeah. it? Because if you look at the formation, if, if you write it down, it's Lewis, Cundy, and Cameron at the back. The three centre backs. Whitfield and Longridge as the wing backs. The two wing backs. And then you move, move on to your midfield Lemon Hay, Evans, Hall, Andrews, and Aziz and Reed up front. Unless you write it down as the three centre backs and then two wing backs, but as a part of a midfield. So it's a five midfield. Yeah. And then here's the thing obviously, if the game, the, 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 the flow of the game changes. Whitfield comes forward to make a, a yep. on the right side of midfield. Longridge drops back to be a conventional left back, which and is Joe, Joe Lewis moves to right back. Which is why it's a, you know all the it's almost almost total football. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably is. It always is at Playmore. But it's, but it's why it's such a good team for the formation at the moment because yeah. there is so much flexibility. They can move almost seamlessly from three five two, five three two to four four two yeah. to four three two one two. You know, yeah. it's 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 a really, really positive thing about the way that the squad is at the moment. And yeah, I mean you wonder how that's gonna work because with Ben Winter and um left back Davis, Liam Davis. Liam Davis uh, that's, I'm getting old. I'm <laughs> forgetting Liam Davis' name. But with those two, you've got two possibly more conventional right and left backs. Yes. Um, so if they're back in the side, that system will have to adapt itself slightly, won't well, it? Well, at the moment, I know that we 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 have, have you know talked about how much we've missed those two players. Mm. But at the moment, would they get in the team? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? You I mean, thought, that's how things change yeah. over over two or three weeks, isn't it? Sometimes you can you can think, well, that player is absolutely you can't you can't live without him. No. Three weeks later, he's on the bench, and you're thinking, how's he going to get in the team? It's football management. It's football, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm yeah. very glad that Gary Johnson has got that problem <laughs> and, and not us. Um, you wanted to talk about Ben Whitfield as well. On I did. I did. I thought I thought Ben Whitfield was an unsung hero on Saturday. Um, do you know when you write up a um, a, a match report while the game is going on. You know, you're, you're writing words mm, down on, yeah. a, on, on a Word document and, and later on you get home and I'll, I'll reread it just to make some changes, uh, typos, spelling errors, which... Are, As uh, if. Yeah, lots. As if. Yeah, make one of those. <laughs> send it to, to you to put on the web or send it to Daniel to put on the web. I'm not giving away trade secrets. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's just the way we work. <laughs> And then sending it to Rupert for the Western Morning News, our sister paper. So I'll change it slightly for this and that. Yeah. And, and Rupert wants less words. So I'll have to 
take bits of the, the match report that aren't maybe as, as necessarily as important when you're reading it on a Monday than yeah. when you are on a Saturday night or Sunday. And each week this happens. And the amount of times Whitfield's name was in that yeah. report. And then I'd go, oh, take that out. Oh, he's there again. and take that. Yeah. It was incredible. So he obviously he had a massive impact on the game. And he he's very, very attacking, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's not really... But his work rate a right is back, isn't it? No, I mean, he's you'd not, never no, put him no. in a in a in a game as a right back. Well, he has played up alongside Reedy up front, hasn't he? Exactly. Gary's so, tried what, that for a while. So, so you know that's that that's that's a real in, indication of of what he can do yeah. for a team. And, and having a player like Ben Whit, Ben Whitfield, he's fast. He can take a ball past a player. He's got a low centre of gravity. Yeah. You know, so he's good good on the ground. You know I I think he is indispensable. I think the, he's, the he, cross for Reed's goal. Yeah. When you watch it again. Um and, and and by the way, I will say that in those match reports that I sent everywhere, kind of the, that move started before hmm. Adi Aziz's involvement. But when you watch it on the video, he gets knocked off the ball. Yeah. He gets up. And he receives the ball back again and plays it onto Ben Whitfield, and he starts the move actually. Yeah. And then Ben Whitfield runs on down to the byline, cuts inside, and when you look at where Reed's standing, it's a really, really difficult job for Whitfield to find Reed at that back post. Yeah. I mean, it's got there's only one channel through for the ball to take, and and Whitfield plays the ball through that channel perfectly. Yeah. I think he's been a real asset this season, Ben Whitfield. No, he has, um, and he scored a couple of goals as well, a couple of crackers. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he, he can he can hit one with the left foot as well. He can. Now, which brings us on to talk about Adi Aziz yes. and, and his game on Saturday. Yes, and we can't address Adi Aziz's what game on do? Saturday without, well, without mentioning <laughs> the miss. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, as I said in the match, before, you know, he, he will have been having nightmares about he, that. He will, it, and so, I so, would have, I would have been having nightmares about that if it was in a Sunday league game. To be fair, well, I was going to say, if somebody pointed out on Twitter, it doesn't look any better when you look at it on the replay. No. Um, we've all done it. We've all done that, but most of us have done it just in front in of twenty-one other yeah. players yeah. and two men and a dog. Yeah, not in front of two thousand people and a camera because he's going to end up on some comedian's Christmas DVD, <laughs> isn't he? I, I, to be fair to him, I think we ought to explain what happened. Uh, Jamie Reed broke, um, had a couple of players chasing him, the goalkeeper in front of him. Jamie Reed could have gone on his own, he did, Yeah. Um, decided that, that Aziz, which was absolutely right, was in a better position, played it to the right. It was a lovely ball, sorry, rolled it to the right. Rolled it to the right. Aziz is... <laughs> Five, six yards yeah. out goal is to end. the right-hand side empty. of the goal. The goalkeeper's nowhere near it. He swings his foot at it. He catches it and he puts it wide. Now, he went down, lay, lay on his front, yeah. and I didn't think he was going to get up again. No, was, I thought... It was one of those moments if the ground could have swallowed him up, yeah. he'd have been quite happy. I think, he, he, I think that's what he was hoping for. But as Gary pointed out in the press conference, which you'll have heard just now... There was a lot more to his game on Saturday. There than was that. absolutely. And we can draw a line under that. Mix yeah, now, yeah. I mean, let us never speak of it again. It didn't play a major factor in the end result of the game, did it? And no. thank Crikey for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reed, to be I, fair, I, Reed, I say Reed we'll had never speak of it again. Reed had two chances after that. He did, which 
three he, months ago he would have absolutely buried, or last season he would have buried. He was breaking with Conor Lemonhay Evans on his right. This a time, of moments later, Conor Le- Lemonhay Evans was in exactly the same place yeah. as Aziz had been, and I think whether Aziz missing was on Reed's mind, but he decided to to take a shot uh, past the goalie rather than pass the ball away from the goalie, and, and he put it wide. But it wasn't just wide; it was quite a yeah. way wide. It was it was it was a bad one. And then later on, he had a header, which um, I, th- I think it was a header. I can't remember rightly now, but he had another chance later on that that he might have in the not too yeah. distant past put away. But it didn't matter in the end. And Jake Andrews hit the post with the last kick of the he game did. as yeah. well. Yeah. So um, and to be honest, I had this. I had the game down as a three nil. And uh, if Jake Andrews had just got that inside yep. the post instead of outside, I'd have been quids in. But How good are Jake Andrews' free kicks at the moment, by the way? Superb. I know he's always been good at that. And, you know, his, his left foot swings at it and it drops pretty well in a good place for someone. That someone isn't always there. That's the problem no. to, to to do something with it. But, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great cross for uh, the goal against Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, and he put in a few more good crosses from free kicks. Well, his was the free kick well. for Cundy's goal as well, wasn't it? No, it was um, Lewis from the back who sent that one in. It was, you're yeah. right. You're so right. that was more of a deep, yeah. yeah, other side of the halfway line, punt up field into the box. Yeah. Um, technically, punt might not be the right word, but um, I'm it, sure he knew what he was doing. It'll do the job. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good performance all round. I was happy with that performance. There was nothing spectacular about it. But 2-0, the misses didn't matter. The finishing when it came was good. And we're moving in the right direction, aren't we? We are moving in the right direction. And let's 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 stick with this line. We don't really want spectacular at the moment. No. Let spectacular Steady. be the, 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 the stuff the other teams do. We'll just keep on winning games. Well, between now and Easter, if we can be the steady eddies of the division, we'll yeah. be quite happy, won't yeah, we? Yeah, And then after Easter, we'll have a few fireworks then. And let's push on into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know... We've all got our eyes on those playoffs. Gary's actually talked it up over the last couple of weeks. He has. A couple of the players have talked it up. Aziz has talked it up. Um, Jackson Longbridge, who I spoke to this afternoon, I'll do, I'll do a piece for in the next couple of days. He talked it up. So it's obviously a message that is it, it, that the club wants to get out. Yeah. You know, we're not done. We're no, not done absolutely. by a long way. We've just won another two games. Uh, I think six or seven. I'm not sure how many points away from from, from the, the last playoff place, but you know it's not impossible. No, it's not, and the games are running out. But look, uh, this brings us on to an interesting one, then, which again Gary's touched on for the last couple of weeks. Where have the fans gone? Because uh, you indeed. know there's, we, there there were 2053 against Halifax. Difference of 73 guy. I worked 70, it out. Yeah, 70, <laughs> I, I know. I'm glad you did because I've just read it in the paper. Yeah, but yeah 2126 against Chorley. We have dropped four or five hundred fans. I know the weather's grim. The weather's there's a, there's grim. There's lots of football. But we, we, although there has been the break, we, 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 we are playing after a, probably the worst run of the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, it may, may be influenced by, you know, an injury spell that, that caused havoc. But still, you know, there were a lot of losses. I think also... Before that, there was a massive idea that oh god, we could go up this season. We could go straight up. We could yeah. be champions. We're one way, one win away from being top. And I think I think that was counterintuitive because you know that was that run was never never going to last, especially with the injury. No, it was, and it, it, it almost it was nice gave people it lasted, yeah, but, but it gave people yeah. too much of an idea of, yeah. 
the, the talking were of their station at the time, they're playing punching above their weight. They were I mean, um, rocketing up to second place yeah. in the league was um, at the start of the season. We would lovely. have been happy where we are today. Well, we I mean we said time and time again on the podcast, let's try and be in the top ten at Christmas. Which yeah. We didn't quite manage, but we no. weren't far off. And then on the edge of the playoffs at Easter. And, you know, that's it. we're kind of on target, aren't we? And we like are. you say, you're getting the impression now from Gary that we are on target. We're where he wants us to be now. And we want you to know that we believe we can get in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So there's kind of a, a belief going on there. The next of course, once you're in the playoffs, there's, 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 there's seven teams in there. Yeah. Yeah. Six teams, sorry. Six teams in the playoffs. Getting in there is one thing. Yeah. yeah. Six teams in the playoffs. Yeah. So... You know, there's only two teams that go up. Um, obviously, Barrow look like they're uh, yeah. they're that team. So you've got you've got another six teams. You only just need to get into them and then win those games. Yeah, and they're great game. We love the playoffs, don't we? The good playoff games. Are we've we've got some playoff stories, and we talk United. Eh? Love playoffs. It would be great to get in there. But the I mean, the coming fixtures. Obviously, we're at Sutton on Saturday. We're at Borehamwood the following Saturday. Two, two tough games. Even oh, I, I'm not going to say the obvious. That you know. Uh, Comrade Sutcliffe, who used to sit next to me at the Herald Express, used to say, "Oh, there's there's no there's no easy game in the Southwest One West division of the Rugby League. <laughs> you know, the, in the Petrock League, there's no easy game in Division Two of the <laughs> Petrock Hockey League. It used to be a running joke, but of course there is no easy games unless unless you know uh, unless you're playing a team that that, that yeah. is losing eight nil every week. So nothing then- nothing certain, but but." I was just checking the fixtures here because then we've got two big home games. Haven't we? The Notts County rearranged game yeah. is on the 17th yeah. on the Tuesday at Plainmore and then home to Solihull Moors on See, the See, they're flying 21st. high, both of those. So those are going to be... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad they're at home, to be fair, because both of those teams are, are, are doing decent. So, yeah, so that's the next four games. So It's, it's getting the fans back. It's going to be a big uh, big thing, but, you know, let's get it done. Let's get well, the fans back. four points let's say four points from the next two games so three wins and a draw before two big home yeah. games you would hope the fans might turn out for that the, I just wonder if, if you know there's always a hardcore of Torquay United fans who come to every game and, and those hardcore also a lot of them go to away games I wonder where that level is at the moment whether that's yeah. stayed fluid or it's dropping I don't know I don't know um, encouragement in the week the, the 4-1 win over I know it was Argyle under 18s and it was up on the training pitch and it was a training game but that's got to be encouraging the goal scorers particularly Jared Lewington got one Calvin Kalala got one yeah. and Olaf Casella got a couple got a couple yeah. um, good to get some game time for those guys and also as Gary was saying good to get the link up with the college kids again the college kids are playing quite an important part this season and, and Gary pointed this out earlier on so, you know, uh, you've got them to play in those those friendly games to fill up the numbers. Um, you've got them to play in the Devon Bowl, you know, uh, uh, and people like Ben Winter and Jared Lewington w- w- would struggle to get 90 minutes if it mm. wasn't for those college kids who can come in and, and, and play the other roles in the team. But also, they seem to be using them for 11 v 11 training yeah, they'll as be the opposition doing as we speak and yeah. i'm guessing although this wasn't something that was was specifically said i'm guessing that they they will be set up as sutton united yeah yeah playing the way that they expect sutton united to play 
you know, players playing these specific roles. Um, and that's quite an interesting... It must be great for those players, you know, oh, yeah. those yeah. young players yeah. getting to play against Talk United every other week or whatever. And, and you know, being a key component to the, the, the training and the preparation for, for yeah. a game. Yeah, it's been a link-up that's worked on every level, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Another player that we haven't mentioned this week, we talked about him a lot last week, but he played in the friendly as well. Frank Vincent is back. He was warming up with the team before the game on Saturday, which gave one or two of us a rise to think that he might be on the bench. We're not quite ready for that yet. He came on as a sub on the previous night or previous afternoon. Bournemouth under-21s played Stoke and mm-hmm. lost 1-0. He was a sub. Um, and so obviously he got in his car and drove down to Torquay and warmed up with the Torquay players on Saturday uh, before the, the game against um, Chorley. Um, I still think he's a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Um, and there is also a problem with the amount of lone players in the team, but we're surely going to see him at some point. The, the problem yeah. with the lone players is that you can only play five lone players or you can only have five lone players in your 16, in your yeah. 16 on a yeah. match day. Now, he's obviously a lone player. Um, let's have a look at the team sheet here. So, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is a lone player. Addy Aziz is a lone player. Connor, Connor Lemony Heavens is a lone player. Jackson Longbridge is a lone player. Robbie Cundy. Robbie Cundy and Ben Whitfield. So, there's a lot of. That, 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 that's too many in that squad. So. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie. I don't think Ben is, but no. Robbie is, isn't he? Ben joined us, didn't he? That's right. So Robbie is. So there's five in that first 11. Yeah. There's none on the bench, obviously. Um, there, can't, there isn't any room for any, any more. So for someone, for, for Frankie to get back in the team, someone, one of those five is going to have to either, either get injured yeah. or miss out the squad completely. But and he, you can't see that happening at the moment. No, but he is an asset, isn't he? Frank Vincent, he's a good player, he's a good lad, he's very popular. Fans like him, he's good with the squad. It's good to have him back yeah, from stop, isn't absolutely, it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I mean, he made an instant... Well, he didn't make an instant impact, actually, when he came up the first time. Mm. He waited and waited to get his chance. When he, when he got it, I remember um, the, the pop side took to him immediately. Yeah, yeah. And there are players who come into that side who you look at them and you think... That's a footballer. Yeah, you know, to absolutely. borrow one of Dave's expressions, that's a proper. Well, there's a reason why he's still at Bournemouth. Yeah, Frank Vincent is one. Joe Lewis is yeah. another one. You know, these these are proper yeah. players who you know will go on to have long careers. Hopefully, they can get some success with us on yeah, the way. Absolutely, if they can help us go up this season, yeah. then they can they can go away feeling proud of themselves, can't they? One more thing I wanted to talk about as well, which is our neighbours up the road are in the news for this at the moment. After the game on Saturday, Gary was full of praise for the ground staff, yeah, for Julian yeah, and the yeah, ground yeah, staff, yeah. for preparing a pitch that you could play on. I mean, it's battered, it's muddy, it's, it's, it's seen some awful weather, but it's flat and you can play on it. Yeah. Now, Matt Taylor up at Exeter is openly, publicly really critical of that pitch up there, isn't he? He's critical of the state of the pitch, but more than that, he's, he, was, he was basically saying to the board, and let's remember it's a fan-owned club, mm. um, but they do have money. Yeah. Um, and he says that in the piece that we did for the Express and Echo this week, that spend some money on the pitch. Yeah. Please spend some money on the pitch because we are not getting the rubber of the green at home. Well, they're in danger of turning a season where they've been second, third, they've been promotion 
nailed on almost for promotion. Almost nailed on, and now this they week... They behind Argyle. They, 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 they? they picked up one point in the last three games. Uh, they slipped behind Argyle into fourth. They've got Argyle coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. That could be a make-or-break one. I still think they'll be in the playoffs. I mean, Argyle, let's face it, at the start of the season, we're doing so badly, you, you, you yeah. almost looked at them as, as relegation fodder. Uh, they they changed it around a bit just before Christmas. I remember speaking to Chris Arrington, who covers Argyle for the, the, the Plymouth Herald, around that period, and he, he had a little slight glint in his eyes. And now they're not playing as bad as the results make them look like they are. Yeah, um, they'll 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 pull themselves back up. <laughs> he was right. I mean, I'm, it, it, we have to sort of bite hard before we say this, but it is good for local football to see both Plymouth and Exeter up at the top of League Two. We'll be there again one day, not too distant future, but uh, it's interesting to see the two of them going head-to-head at the top of League Two, isn't it? Absolutely. Guy, I don't have a problem with either Exeter or Plymouth. I'm pleased to hear that. <coughs> It'll be different than when we're back in the same division. Yeah. You're you right then? No. Do you need to, Choking. Do you need to self-isolate for the day? Um, but it'll be different when we're back in the same league with them again. Of course, we, it will we, be. We, we, um, won't, we won't be friends with them at all. Well, I tell you what. When uh, when when I worked at the club all, all those years ago, we beat Exeter. Um, we did the double over at Exeter for the first time in years that season. Yeah. The famous Martin Gritton goal to make it two one. When um, oh. I can't remember the player, but the extra player fell over, and then and then accused Gritton of taking the ball off. Oh him. yeah, I remember um, it well. Yes. Goodman, yeah, Goodman, Goodman, yes, Goodman. Yeah, I think it was. What's called Goodman? Don Goodman. I think that might be completely wrong name, but that's the player I've got in my head. So when that happened all those years ago, I was working for the club. And we did a T-shirt, the, the double season, <laughs> and it had the results and the dates on it. Yeah. I still got that T-shirt. I was wearing it the other day. Brilliant. <laughs> but it'd be nice to have an opportunity to do that again. It would. It would. And of course, there was this great season with the Union you know, O'Kane, um, yeah. um, Rennie Howe season where we did yeah. the double over Argyle. So you know, it can be done. It's, it makes it feel good, doesn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> we will be back, as they say. So thank you very much for listening in on another chilly, rainy March day. I was thinking about going sunbathing now, guy. You reckon? No. No. (laughs) There you go. Thanks for your time. We'll be back next week with more uh, much to discuss, obviously. And in the meantime, come come on, on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly, by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.